Hello, and welcome to the Art of Living Well podcast. I'm Stephanie May Potter, and I'm here with my co-host, Marnie Dotchis-Marmette. We created the Art of Living Well podcast to empower you to live your happiest, healthiest, and most authentic life. Each week, we will bring you inspiring and motivating conversations covering health and wellness topics, including fitness, mindset, food, travel, product reviews, and strategies from a variety of experts, including our own bank of knowledge. We are excited to educate, motivate, and inspire you to change the way you perceive health and discover your art of living well. Get ready to feel inspired. Hello and welcome to episode 90 of the Art of Living Well podcast. Before we dive into today's interview, we just want to remind everyone that our next quarterly functional liver detox that lasts seven days is coming up. It's going to kick off on September 19th. It's going to be a similar format to the prior ones. And we're just really uh, looking forward to this. It's a change of season. And Marnie and I, and I'm sure a lot of you guys have all had a great summer and we've really been enjoying the barbecues and spending more time with our friends and family um, and just the break from routine. I think we've all just really enjoyed ourselves. And, but we both really need a reset. And we are hearing from a lot of you that maybe that, um, that's something that you're looking forward to as well. So if you have any questions, feel free to message us. There's a link in the show notes with more information and to sign up. And we hope that you join us. And today's format, we're really excited about. It's a little bit different. Um, we are doing an interview, but it's not with another guest. It's with Marnie. So I'm going to be interviewing Marnie today. And it'll just an opportunity for our audience to really get to know her a little bit better. And Marnie's going to share what's going on in her life. And yeah. So with that, let's kick it off. But first, a quick word from our new sponsor. The Healthy Place, an online and brick and mortar supplement store based in Wisconsin. We know how overwhelming and confusing shopping for vitamins and supplements can be. And many people start taking supplements without understanding what their body needs. It is so important to ensure that the supplements you're taking are high quality, free of common allergens, GMOs, and third-party tested, so you know that what you are putting in your body is actually what it states on the bottle. We recently sat down and chatted with the founder of The Healthy Place, Tim O'Brien, whose mission as a company is to impact, empower, and educate every customer to learn, grow, and create a lifelong foundation of health and wellness. Both Tim and his wife and co-owner, Becky, strive to inspire their customers to make healthy changes that will impact every area of their life. And we couldn't agree more with their values. One of the things that sets the Healthy Place apart from the other places that you can buy supplements from is their team of wellness consultants who are ready to help you find the highest quality product. They won't just find you a product for what you believe you may need, they ask questions to understand the underlying condition that you're trying to address, and they really guide and educate you on your journey to find wellness. And now they have an online chat feature that duplicates the level of service that you get from their in-person store, allowing you to receive personalized service from the comfort of your home. Some common ailments they love helping customers address include chronic pain, stress, anxiety, sleep issues, and even energy and immunity. 
We were so impressed with their genuine desire to help educate and motivate their customers to get to the root of their issue and address it in a very holistic way. Another benefit we love about findyourhealthyplace.com is that they carry many different vetted brands so that you are not stuck with one brand or product to try. So head on over to findyourhealthyplace.com and chat with an online wellness consultant. You can use code LIVINGWELL for 30% off the full price of your supplement purchase. So how are well, you? This is, this is so fun. Um, it's so weird to like be just listening to you introduce the podcast and know that I'm the one who's going to be getting the questions asked of me. So it's kind of fun. Yeah, you're in the um, hot seat today. What? You're yes, in I'm the in the hot seat. Today. So, but I'm doing well. I'm happy to be here and I'm excited for this episode. Great. Well, let's just start out. What's new and good? You know, share some highlights of summer. I can't believe that our kids are back in school as this episode drops. I know, I know. Um, This summer, I would say, has been awesome. I've been really happy with the way summer has gone thus far. Um, Jordan, my husband, and I had almost one month with no children, which was a really long time actually, but it was great. And we took a kid-free trip. We were gone for, I think, 12 days, which was actually a really long time. We went to Utah and we visited my brother who recently moved there. And in Utah, we went to Moab and did Arches National Park. We did some amazing hikes. We were in that fresh mountain air, just getting out of, you know, out of the environment in Minnesota, getting somewhere else. It, it was so good for my soul. Um, and I find that when I'm in nature, I don't think about anything else going on. I'm just very present and I love that so much. And then from there, we flew to Oregon, which is a place I'd never been before. And we met some really close friends and went down to Willamette, Um, which is the wine region. And I always thought it was like Willamette, but it's Willamette. And they always say it rhymes with damn it. That's how you remember it. Willamette, damn it. So anyway, we went to Willamette. Oh good. Thank you. I did not know that either. (laughs) Yes. And um, we stayed uh, in this um, VRBO home on a vineyard and we toured wineries, really small wineries. And we did lots of hiking and went to waterfalls and it was just so much fun um, to have this time away. And it was like a little taste of what empty nesting is going to feel like this month that we had. Um, And I really did miss my kids a lot actually, but it was also fun for Jordan and I to kind of have that time together. We played some pickleball and some tennis and we did bike rides and we, we really had some nice time together. So it, it was, a, it was good because it could have gone, you know, any which way. And <laughs> thankfully it was a good experience for us. Um, and then when the kids came home from all their respective places that they were, we um, got a chance to go up to Northern Minnesota to the North shore, which is one of all five of us are one of our favorite places. And we went canoeing in the Boundary Waters. Um, We actually canoed to the Canadian border and got out of our canoes and stood in Canada. I peed in the woods in Canada. (laughs) Um, Anyway, it was was really fun. We had lots of 
Canada, we did not see another soul. Um, it was absolutely beautiful. And then we did some hiking. We went to um, Grand Portage State Park up on the border and saw some beautiful waterfalls and just had a great time. Our dog Lila came with us and it was really fun. And I would say just in terms of the summer, the small moments have really been the biggest thing for me. I think I missed so much during the pandemic of all of these, just of being home so much. And I do love to be home, but getting out of my own environment was really amazing. And just appreciating all those small moments. And I guess I appreciated small moments at home too, just bike rides, even watering my plants. I, you know, it sounds silly, but deadheading and watering the plants, I find so relaxing in my own yard. So some people hate that. I love it. I hate it. I, you know, I always tell this, that I have more of a black thumb and I love plants. I just am not good with the upkeep. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that, that you, that you enjoy that. Yeah. Okay. Tell us a little bit about the wine country, because I think you were visiting a very specific vineyard, like a small little middle Jane. Oh, so I, yeah, we went to a bunch of vineyards, actually, a bunch of wineries. Yeah. Um, I went to a, a winery called Mayasara. I think I'm pronouncing it right. And they actually are the producers of the Middle Jane wine for Scout and Cellar, which was super cool. Um, now, I didn't get to taste any of the Middle Jane wines because they produce those just for Scout and Cellar. And then they have their own wines that they produce that in the winery itself was beautiful. And we had a, a delicious spread of, you know, cheese and crackers and olives and all that yummy stuff that I yeah. love. Um, and we were sitting outside and it was really beautiful. And the cool thing about this whole region, not just this particular winery, is that most of the wineries we visited do use those biodynamic farming practices. Like that's pretty standard in this region, which I really liked. And they're all like very conscious of that and not using pesticides and adding stuff to the wine. So I thought that was super cool. I didn't realize that that was, you know, obviously I'm, I can't speak for all the wineries in that region, but a lot of the ones we visited use those practices. That's so cool. And that's so good to know too, especially when you're looking for wines, like at a restaurant or, you know, at a, at a liquor store or what have you. Mm -hmm. um, well, that's great. It sounds like you had a wonderful summer and um, we've just had such great weather here. So, yeah. And I would say like another thing that I think really set this summer apart for me from past summers is that I've really started to set boundaries and I don't think I've done that as well in the past and really where I'm like, okay, this is my family time and this is my work time. And my work is, could go on forever. Like I could work until I'm blue in the face and not finish what I want to finish. So I just have to say, okay, I'm done for today and I'm going to go and be with my family. And I think what's hitting me hard right now, I could almost cry is that my daughter's going into her senior year. I have one year left with her at home and I don't want to miss a minute with her. You know, my other daughter's 15 now. She's getting to the age where she's more interested in being with her friends than being with us. So I see, and even having that month of empty nesting, I see how fast time is flying by. So I'm just like 
setting these boundaries and I'm sticking to them. And I think it felt really good this summer to do that. That's great. Was there anything, and it's such a good lesson for any parent out there to hear and just, I think it'll resonate with a lot of, a lot of people, but was there anything that you did particularly to establish those boundaries differently than, you know, those attempts maybe in the prior years, or was it just knowing that your daughter was going to be leaving that sort of was your aha moment? I think my aha moment is when my kids are off in their own lives. I see how they're growing up and they're going on, you know, my son, he was not home very long this summer, maybe a month, not in one chunk, like total two weeks in the front end, two weeks on the back end. And he has his own life. And so I think just, I know, you know, I, I, I think just being conscious and aware of what I want and what's important to me and my work, yes, is very important to me, but it is not the most important thing to me. And what makes me happy and feel good inside is how I want to spend my time. I, I don't know. No, that is, if so, that makes sense. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Perfect sense. And I think it's, I don't know, that's just really good insight too, to really think you, you've, it sounds like you're thinking about what makes you happy and you know, working all hours of the day and night while you it's fulfilling in some respects is not ultimately your top priority. Right. If I'm yes. hearing you correctly. Yes. And I know that in the fall or, you know, down the road, I'm going to have more time than I know what to do with. Right. And so I'll get there eventually. Like, well, you had a preview of that month with you. Yes, and I did. I did. Yeah. And you know, so, it's not that far away, actually. Exactly. So just trying to appreciate the moments that I have now. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. So one area I'd love to dive into and share with everyone is your the exciting project you've been working on for some time now. Marnie, when you and I met, that was one of the first things that you said that you were working on this book. And I know things have changed and ebbed and flowed in the, over the last few years. So can you just dive in and tell us, you know, what you're working on and maybe how, um, just the journey, the journey that you've had about writing this book. Yeah. So it's been a dream of mine to write a book since I was a kid. It's been this burning desire that I am going to write a book. That's just something I've always wanted to do. So, you know, going back, actually, my mom just had her um, cancer-free anniversary, like two days ago, she's four years cancer-free, but when she was going through her cancer treatments, um, I decided I was going to write a book about women cancer survivors and thrivers and talk about alternative, you know, things that somebody that was going through cancer treatments could do alongside their traditional cancer treatments, whether it's diet changes or exercise or acupuncture or whatever. And I interviewed a lot of women and I got deep into the project. And it was, I loved speaking with these women. Um, And then I started writing the book. And at some point, the book lost its passion for me, or I lost my passion for the book, but it it just wasn't working. So I, I tabled it. And I just thought, okay, if I'm not feeling, you know, this passion for the book, I shouldn't, I shouldn't force myself to do the project. So I tabled it and then, I don't know, maybe a year and a half later, uh, the, the desire in me to write 
came back again and I enrolled in some writing courses and it just kind of took off and I changed everything and I decided that I was going to write a memoir. There are going to be little snippets of the previous book in this book, but the memoir is really, um, obviously it's more about me and it takes place, it spans a time period from like 2013 to the present, but it really jumps into my childhood back and forth quite a bit. Um, and it's really about my path to detoxify my life in mind, body, and spirit, and the art of celebrating imperfections so that I can create my Zenful life, which is ties into my business, Zenful Life Coaching. Um, and the book is, um, has become a real passion project for me. Like it's, I love it. <laughs> I love writing it. It's, it's cathartic in so many ways to write it. Um, I'm in a course, which I just took a seven week break this summer from writing the book. And I really needed that break because I was writing a lot. Um, and now I started back last week and I'm just like super engrossed in it again, really excited about it. I have seven chapters written. I have maybe three chapters to go, maybe four, I'm not exactly sure. Um, but I'm enrolled in my course again with my same instructor. I'll put a plug in for jo Joelle at the Creative Nonfiction Foundation. She's been amazing. And um, the course that I've been taking has been amazing. So I'm really excited to start that up again and finish the last few chapters. Wow. Of the draft, I'll say. This is yeah. a draft. So I, the process is, is long and hard. But what has it been like for you? Like what you, you mentioned that it's cathartic and um, sounds like you're super passionate about it. So it probably doesn't necessarily seem like work, if you will. Um, but just what, what has it taught you, I guess? Um, well, first of all, it's been really fun digging into the past. So I've always been a journal journaler from the time I was a kid. So I, and I, um, saved all my journals. So I've, and I've been, I journaled like different trips that we went on and just different experiences I've had. And so, you know, I started reading all my old journals and that brought up so much for me mm. and, triggered a lot of memories. And then it's like, I'll think about something and that'll trigger another memory, like a memory I didn't even remember I had. So that process has been really fun. And then I'll like ask someone about it. Oh, do you remember this? And what is your memory of it? And it kind of helps me, you know, reconstruct some of the pieces that are missing. And the interesting thing about what I've learned about memoir is it's really, you know, from your perspective. So like my mom, for instance, may have a memory that's a little bit different than mine because it's from her perspective. So that's been really interesting, um, but really fun. And, and it's really cool to see how I've grown and how my mind and thought processes have changed over the years. Hey, that's so cool that you one journaled that much growing up and two, that you saved them because I mm -hmm. think so many people just get rid of things and I'm a big purger. So I know I've thrown things away, like probably an old journal. And I wasn't, you know, as, um, re religious about it as it sounds like you were, but that's just awesome. 
And then you, to be able to have these conversations and kind of go back down memory lane and see how they've all these pieces have sort of like formed you and your just overall your journey, like you said, which is what the memoir is, is about. And the other cool thing for me about it is like, I'm not trying to write a New York Times bestseller. This is really like a passion project. I'm going to publish it in some shape or form. I don't care if anyone buys it. Like, I hope people buy it and I hope people are interested in it, but it's really for me that I'm doing this and for my family. And, you know, it's, it's kind of like freeing to write that way. Absolutely. I think that's what a lot of people say who are similar in similar shoes as you with wanting to write it for your own personal, you know, satisfaction and just accomplishment. Right. So speaking of your family, what does your family say about the book? Or have you shared much with them? It sounds like maybe your mom a little bit. I haven't shared a whole lot, honestly. Um, Jordan, I've shared the most with, like he's been a little bit of an advisor for Mm -hmm. me and he's read a couple of the chapters. Um, Nobody else has, aside from the people in my writing class who don't know me in in my personal world at all. So their feedback has been phenomenal. but I haven't shared with anybody else, including people that are in the book. Okay. So that's going to be something I'm going to have to address at some point, but I'm just not quite there yet. Got it. So how does that work actually? Like before you publish it, if you're sharing a story from your childhood or, you know, even from earlier adult years, what's the like legal requirement to like Um, so there's really, I mean, obviously you're not going to want to slander anyone, but there's, (laughs) there's no legal requirements. You know, the, the players in the book that aren't my parents and my brother and like the people that obviously it's clear who they are, I'm going to change their names. Yeah. So, and they're something about them so that, you know, it is what it is. It doesn't matter. Okay. And I will, you know, let my family know that I'm, that this book is going to be out there and this is in the book. And okay. I mean, okay. it's nothing that's like crazy, but right. You know, right. Yeah. Well, I cannot wait honestly to read the book and we're going to share it with everyone. Once it comes out, you're so close to being done. Do you know, like timeline wise, I'm just curious when you send it to an editor, how long does it normally take from like the first draft that they review or reiterations? I, you know, I really don't. I think there's a huge range. I know like I have one friend who took her 10 years to publish her book. Yeah. So I'm not planning to take 10 years. I am really hopeful that I can hire an editor editor before the end of the year. Um, you know, I'm hoping to have my draft, the full draft done by maybe Thanksgiving time, have an editor hired by the end of the year and then spend 2022 tweaking and then publish that in my head. That's the timeline. I don't yeah. know how realistic that is, but that's my, that's my goal right now. That sounds like a great goal to me, but you know, for anyone out there who's listening, who happens to be in the publishing world or an editor, you know, reach out to Marnie. If, please. Um, <laughs> if you're interested in a new project for 2022. Um, well, that's great. Um, I'm really excited Thank you. for you. There's just like a huge smile on your face right now. So for everyone who's just listening to this, like you can clearly tell that this is her passion project and it's something that's really near and dear. So more to come on that once the, once the book gets published. 
And, you know, another question I had for you is just, you know, has there been a, a new, like, I don't know, maybe like a new realization or something that you want to share with everyone as we head into fall and, you know, as we do look into fall, you know, what are you looking forward to? Um, well, thinking about fall, first of all, I'm what, what I was, what I was thinking I was looking forward to is more normalcy. Now I'm not really sure what I, I, things are still a little uncertain with this Delta strain. So I'm thinking it's going to feel more normal than last year, but maybe not as normal as, you know, early 2019 felt, um, or yeah, 2019. So, you know, I, I'm looking forward to my kids going back to school, maybe my, yeah, full time, (laughs) maybe my daughter, my daughter's participating in things like homecoming and football games and things that they haven't really been able to do much in high school. It's my oldest daughter's senior year. Um, I'm looking back, looking forward to going, you know, into the modern well, the co-working space a little bit and getting outside of my house to work. Um, we're supposed to go visit my son at Michigan when he turns 21 and go to a football game. And so just all of those things that feel normal, college visits, travel, I, I'm really hopeful that we get to do. And then just the little things like the leaves changing, taking walks outside, soup season, you know, all that kind of stuff. I really like, I love fall as much as I love summer. I love fall also. So, um, I'm, I'm hoping that it feels different than last fall. Um, and the other thing that I just, you, you said something about new realizations, and I've been thinking about this a lot over the summer and recently, and I kind of keep coming back to it. And I just want to say that the mind is so powerful. And I know this may sound so random, but I keep thinking about how powerful our own thoughts are and how we really shape our, our thoughts, which shape our day and shape what happens to us. And um, I think that the more that I focus on not getting in my head, the better off I am, if that makes sense. That is so insightful. Um, I totally, I completely agree. And I think, you know, we probably have had a lot of guests on our podcast talking similarly, but I think when we, when we each like when you yourself come to this realization, that's when really the power and the magic happens, right? You, mm-hmm. you can listen to other people talking about it, but when you really think about it and recognize and then act accordingly, that's really where that, that's where change can happen too, right? Yeah. And I think like when I do get stuck in my head, it's never good. Hmm. Like I can really say that it's just not. So I just need to not get stuck in my head. <laughs> Easier said than done, right? <laughs> But it's getting easier, you know, and those positive affirmations do work. Yeah. No matter so what. So is they that are. something that you do to I do, you know. And the the cheesiest thing about it is I, I started doing it from my Peloton class. <laughs> <laughs> because some of the instructors will say things and I'll be like, yeah, she's right. I am awesome, or whatever it is. Yeah. And um I do think that it, it changes something in your mind. Just think if we all gave those positive affirmations 
you know, 50% of the time that we spoke, if the whole world did what that would do, the impact that could have, because you're right. And just, you know, like you, you, you hear it on the, from your instructor, whether it's on the Peloton or whether it's at a workout class or some home workout that you're doing, but we, we can't do that enough. I, I agree. Like there can't and, be enough positive affirmations in the world. <laughs> right. And maybe it's sad and pathetic that I'm hearing this from the Peloton instructor and it's resonating with me, but you know what? I'm not hearing it other places. And that tells exactly. me that I need to share, you know, my thoughts with other people too, and remind them to think about themselves because everybody's, everybody's just wrapped up in their own thing. And I think to your point, oh, there's this beautiful cardinal sitting right outside my window. I'm just going to stop and appreciate the moment because it's nature and it's anyway, really pretty. I have a thing for birds lately. Um, but going back, it's not, you know, silly that you're listening to this from the Peloton. Per- I mean, one, kudos to Peloton for your instructors for doing that because you don't know that could be the only positive um, words of wisdom that someone hears throughout the entire day or the entire week. And so better that they get it from their workout instructor than from no one at all. Absolutely. So absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's such a, honestly, a beautiful way to end this conversation, Marnie. It's been so fun interviewing you and having you in the hot seat. Um, And hopefully all of our listeners just love this opportunity to get to know you better. Well, thank you. It's been fun being in the hot seat and I'll look forward to um, having a conversation with you in the hot seat really soon. Oh, I can't wait. All right. Bye. Have a good one. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Art of Living Well podcast. We are so grateful that you joined us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or anyone else you think may benefit from this information. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, and tag the Art of Living Well podcast on social media. If you want more inspiration in between episodes, you can find us on social media at the Art of Living underscore well on Instagram and Facebook, where we will share snippets from our daily lives and our journey to living well.